find me Don't be scared of yourself Don't be scared of me Don't be scared of yourself Hi, I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where a couple of friends sit around and discuss healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Dawn? I am good. I am so excited that we are actually finally doing this. I know I can't. I can't wait to start, (laughs) like to get it out there and to start having people hear what we're saying and to just share. Yeah, um, this is going to be just really great. So let's just start off like talking about who we are. Um, If you want to go ahead. All right, wait to put me on the spot. I'll go first. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm here because I want to share what I've learned. I want to share my journey and where... I started versus where I am now. Uh, I mean, if I can help someone avoid just a little bit of that, what do I do next in order to help myself be better, then I've accomplished something. I think that's my biggest goal. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, I've, um, you know, I've been working on a lot of stuff and I just, when I started this journey, like I started it for myself, really. And it was you know, through through this, I realized how different I've become, how how my life has changed, my, you know, my relationship has, those relationships have changed. And through that growth, it's like sparked this desire to like actually give it back to people. Hopefully I can, even if it's one little thing to be able to share with somebody that they're like, oh, wow, I resonate with that. I hear that. I feel that. Yeah. Then, like, all of this work, which we we both know is so hard, is worth it. It's just going to make it so worth it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll never forget when when I started this journey, I had absolutely no idea who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I felt. Actually, the only thing I knew that I felt is that I wanted to run away from everything. Um, And now... I don't have to run away. I don't feel like I need to run away. I have the tools to handle everything that life throws at me. And I just want to, I want to give that back. You know, I spent so many years looking for those tools that to just be able to share them with others. Yeah. You know, earlier we were kind of texting back and forth and we were kind of talking about, I asked you the question of who am I? Um, And I remember when I was, creating the website and working on the website and I knew I wanted to put that section in there. I I didn't realize still even after all the work and after all of the you know through the journey that I still would struggle with being able to put who I am into words instead of who others think I am. Yes. Or who I want others to oh, think I am. Even better, right? I mean that's my whole life. yeah I mean it was I've spent well over a week a solid seven days contemplating and considering how I wanted to write who I am Um, and a lot of it was all about what I want other people to think about me or what I I want even with all the self-awareness and all the growth right that's still the default right 
immediate thought is what what who who do I want other people to think I am? Um, and that's what I'm learning to not care about. Yeah. So how you know I, one of the things that when I was doing it, it was like trying to come up with mine was it made me really think about what I want to be. And I, I heard, um, I can't remember, it was a podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was. Um, but they actually mentioned about most people do their, um, who am I as a snapshot, like a moment, like who am I right this moment? Right. And they said what we should be looking at, most people should be doing is looking at them, uh, who they are as something fluid and for me that like I love that I because like I'm somebody different every day I mean I yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna wake up feeling like each each morning or you know something happens at work and all of a sudden it just puts me in this like it flips something and then I'm not like where I was earlier in the day and but I do know like where I want to where I want to be where I want to go um and that's kind of like this this journey with this podcast I'm you know on the website and all that other stuff it's because like I want to always be out evaluating my behaviors, my actions, and giving back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that fluid, right? Ever changing, ever growing, ever evolving. That is a part of who I. Am. Because if that fluidity isn't there, then I'm stuck in those old habits and those old thought processes. Um, and those are the ones that brought me to my to my lowest point, right? Um, being willing to change, being willing to grow, like for me, that is a character asset. That is a characteristic. That is like open mindedness. So you you mentioned what brought you here. So I guess my question would be, what brought you here? Like what what brought you to this that point in your life where you wanted to? Where you knew you had to ch start changing things. Not loving myself. Not, right? So I spent many years of my life trying to force people to love me because the people who I thought were supposed to love me when I was little didn't. So I was a terrified that, that people wouldn't love me. So I spent a long time, 30 some odd years, being who I thought other people wanted me to be so that I could be loved, doing what society said was right, doing what my significant other wanted, doing what my children, right, how to be a good mom, and what everybody else wanted, completely ignoring what I wanted, completely ignoring what felt right to me, because I didn't trust me. And I just jumped into following what they thought was right, and I lost me. I lost me. That's what brought me here. I lost, I lost myself. I lost faith in myself. I lost love for myself. You know, it's interesting, because you and I have been talking for you know many years and you know my you know I know your journey you know my journey and we're just deciding to share them now but something you just said really like resonated with me was that I I did used to know who I was there was a period of point a time in my life where I did know me I did I was in connection with me and I'm not saying that I picked healthy relationships that's not what I'm saying but I did know what I wanted in life, who I was in life, and I lost that. That is the, such a great way to say that, that it wasn't, I just lost who I was. And, you know, very much kind of, you know, losing touch with my own, my, who I am, not being taught that it was okay to stay authentically, 
who I was, right? Clearly not trusting myself and still to this day struggling to trust myself all the time. Um, you know, one thing we always mention is, you know, we're progress, not perfection. And I am definitely a work in progress. And some days I'm great, some days I'm not. Um, but I've realized and I've came to the point where I have learned to give myself grace with where I'm at each and every moment. Yeah, and, and one of the words that you said really struck me, right? Authentically who I am. Not just, again, who I perceive myself to be, that mask that I put on, right? I'm an honorable person. I'm a good person. I do moral things. I'm... Christian or Catholic or whatever religion. It's just about authentically being me. Whatever feels right in this very moment, and it may not be the same in 10 minutes. Things change from minute to minute. So just truly authentically being who I feel like I need to be in this moment in my heart. So we kind of talked about, I, I think we kind of, we got, we went, which we do a lot of times, we go straight in and we like, because um, I do, I, I, right? I love talking with you. So it's always just this book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so let's get back to who we are. So I think let's enter, like kind of introduce ourselves, tell maybe a little bit about ourselves, just because we are like, make us a little bit more relatable maybe to everyone. So uh, my name's Ashley. I'm a mother of three, uh, 2019, 2018 and 11. Um, I'm 39 years old. I'm a dog trainer. I have been married once and divorced. And then I was in a 16 year relationship with an alcoholic, uh, physically abusive parents, very traumatic childhood. Um, and I have picked myself up by the bootstraps and uh, now I own my home and I work full time and I raise my kids and I just live life every day. Who are you? Well, I'm Dawn. I have two kids. I have two boys. Um, one is 28 and just recently moved to Texas, which has been a little harder than I anticipated because um, he's going through his own journey which I'm sure at some point we will talk, we would definitely talk about. And my other one will be 18 here in a couple of months. So I will actually have adult children, which is like, I won't have minor children. It's kind of hitting me a little bit. It's a weird thing to think about that. Well, I am now officially 100% only responsible for me. Yep. Crazy, isn't it? <sighs> it is. It's a little, I can't believe it. I, when I, t I took him to the doctor, my youngest to the doctor the other day and realized that unless he goes get sick, I will never be taking a, mi a minor child to the doctor again. And it's the littlest thing. Sorry, I'm digressing there for a minute. Um, I'm an accountant um, during the day. For the most part, though, I am trying to be very active in my recovery. I'm obviously very active in my own recovery. I'm very active in um, giving back to others and awareness and helping, um, try, wanting to help others find this, you know, like we said earlier, the healing, the growth, and the healthy relationships. Um, you and I met, and I'll just kind of we'll put this out there. We're not, this isn't the focus of our, our journey, but you and I met in a support group. 12-step. 12-step support group, yes. Um, Codependence Anonymous. And um, 
our relationship kind of just developed from there. And it's uh-huh. funny, um, just so everybody knows, that you and I have never actually been in the same room together. Right, never face-to-face, not once. Not once, ever. It's and, crazy. And you, honestly, I feel like you're one of my closest, like you are my family, you're like my sister. Like, and it, it's, that shows what, that it doesn't matter, blood doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So... Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, you, let's talk a little bit maybe about what this podcast is going to be about, kind of what we're, um, what our goal is with it. So I know for me that I just want, again, just want to share this journey that I'm on, share what I've learned, um, and do it very honestly and openly. I know, um, we've talked about having guests on, um, I know our, both of our mothers are very willing, very willing, <laughs> very, very, very willing, willing. <laughs> which says a lot for our, our journey, for our change in our behavior, because we've changed those relationships, not that they're perfect, but they, you know, we've changed our behavior, which kind of. Absolutely. If you'd have asked me 10 years ago, if me and my mother would have done a podcast together, I would have laughed and thought you were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. It's just it's insane. Um, I know I my oldest son, I said earlier, he's on his own journey, and I'll let him eventually share that with you. Um, so I'd love to have him on. Um, and I'm sure we've got some friends that we, mutual friends that we've gained relationships with that would be more than happy to come on with us. Absolutely. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll get some professionals in the field someday. That would be wonderful. I'd love that. I'd love to hear that. I just would love to, like, I'm so open. My heart and mind are so open to whatever I can be to just be, just be better for myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, this podcast is, it's about holding myself accountable, mm-hmm. right? Living what I preach. Yeah. Um, and it's also about, um I kind of said at the beginning is sharing the one thing that I found. I've searched for 39 years for my entire life. I have searched for the one thing that would help me understand how to be okay in my own skin. Um, And I found that with 12 steps. I found that with 12 step recovery and there's so many different right programs and a, a, a coda, OA, all of it. Right. But it's all based off the original 12 steps. Um, And I think that just sharing those tools, right? Helping myself by sharing and helping other people just by sharing. And I, I, you know, the one thing I want to demonstrate to others or or get to share with others is those promises, Right. We have oh, absolutely those 12 promises um, are are exactly that. They are promises of what life can offer. And um, if you don't know what those 12 promises are, you can ever as an audience, you can go out and you can find them on the Internet. Uh, they are out there. So but yeah, um, that is something I I would really like to be able to give back to people. Um, the other thing is, you know, we talked about this, this website, which the for those of everyone, it's. Um, the website is the www. I don't even know if you have to say that anymore, but I am. Um, that might be showing dating me a little bit, but uh, uh, it's www. 
um, no punctuation other than a dot com. And um, out there is there's a comment section or ask your questions. And I think that's something else we want really are trying to incorporate into this is um, for people to email in questions. If you go out there and ask your questions and um, give if you want to know something, you want to know something about us. I'm open to I'm like, again, I'm coming in here authentically and honestly, if somebody wants to know something about me, I, there's not much that I won't tell. <laughs> I'm right. Just, I'm an open book. Right. Absolutely. And I think part of it, too, is like every week when we meet and we talk about this stuff and set this podcast, we'll have like ideas, things we want to talk about, things we're going to focus on. And maybe all of the promises, right? Yeah. 12-step groups. Because those, like you said, the promises are what these groups offer. This is the way our life can change. Right. Um, I think that's great. I think I think different topics every week and just sharing our experience, strength, and hope and our lives and being um, vulnerable and intimate with each other and with our audience whoever that may be yeah and um i want to talk about the tough things as well right i mean so many times you know i know in our group we talk you know we talk about sex we talk about intimacy um we've been talking we've we want to talk about finances we want to talk about um you know all that tough stuff that people are just not authentic about um i you know i i talk to so many people that think they have this deep, dark secret. And then when they yes. share it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. By somebody else told me, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, like it takes, when you realize that you're not, <laughs> as we like to say, you're not that unique, right? Then you realize it takes some of that power out of that deep, dark secret. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So I'm very excited about those those tough conversations as well. Um, you know, I would love the audience to suggest topics and things they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, questions that you have or even just relatable things like, oh, hey, you mentioned that you grew up. I, I threw it out there. I mentioned that I grew up in an extremely abusive childhood, a traumatic childhood, right? Maybe somebody wants to hear about that or maybe they just want to know how they can heal from their own. Ask the question i'm happy to be the guinea pig i'm happy to throw my crap out there Same. for the rest of the world to see if it helps me and other people because i get as much out of it as anybody else will oh right i mean i let's be honest i mean i know from myself that this is i'm doing this podcast for selfish reasons i'm absolutely I want to, I want something out of it. I need to get something out of it. And my higher power, that's another topic we're going to talk about. We'll talk about what a higher power looks like um, versus God and that concept. And well, I'm just this blank canvas that my higher power is going to just put on it what it needs to hear in that moment, in that, in that, that moment in time. Yeah. Well, let's start our first podcast here with maybe our first topic. Um, we kind of did some research before we got on here on what is codependency. Um, that's our major connection, like you said, Codependence Anonymous, um, where we met. And this is what brought the 12 steps into my life first, um, was being with an addict. And then when he went into rehab, finding Coda. Um, so codependency 
we did a little research, um, and there's several different meanings in different dictionaries. And then there's a couple dictionaries that don't even have the word codependency. But we kind of found one that we agreed on. What was that? So Psychology Today, well, there was two actually. There was an APA dictionary and then Psychology Today. And I'll just read both of them, and then we can go from there. So Psychology Today says codependency is a dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role of the giver, sacrificing their own needs and well-being for the sake of the other, the taker. The bond in question doesn't have to be romantic. It can occur just as easily between parent and child friends, and family members. And then APA Dictionary describes it or defines it as this. Um, the state of being mutually reliant, for example, a relationship between two individuals who are emotionally dependent on one another. A dysfunctional, or two, the second definition of it, a dysfunctional relationship pattern in which an individual is psychologically dependent on or controlled by a person who has a pathological addiction. And that again was from the American Psychological Association. So I don't know that I agree with either one of those 100% of the way. I like the first one you read. Um, that was from... Uh, Psychology Today. Okay. I like that one a lot better than I like the second one. Um, I'm surprised that APA had that the way they did. For me... Codependency, I like the giver versus the taker, mm -hmm. but it's not about the other person, right? For right. me, codependency in my mind is about me filling myself so full of everyone else that there's no longer room for me. See, to me, that is a perfect definition of it. That is a perfect definition of it because that is what, for me, what I have experienced in my codependency is that I fill up everything, like literally from hair follicle to toenail of everybody else or everything else. Because it's not just about other people, right? It can be, I'm a workaholic. It can yep. be, I'm, I'm gonna, like I'll say this, I'm a recovery-holic, right? It can be to that extreme. Yeah, or, or I'm OCD or, Right, I have to do this 15 times in order to go, and that's a way of dealing with, that's codependency on that behavior. Exactly. When I do that, when I fill my life up with all of, or my being up with all of those things, and my life up with all those things, I guess that wasn't really actually a correct word, there is no room for anyone else. And that's where codependency on your children they were oh i'm so busy because i've got my i've got it my kids i've got to do this with them and this with it well, wait a minute right <laughs> that that can be that's an unhealthy behavior where my significant other is the focus if my job's the focus my parents are the focus working out being eating healthy like right there we we tend to use that pendulum of as an example of where it's all one way or all the other and it shouldn't, shouldn't it be about balance? That's a big thing I think with codependency is it's out of balance. I am out of balance. The relationship, the situation, it's out of balance. Like I'm so full of my spouse and my kids and my mom. I'm worried about who's doing what and going where with who and what they're saying. I'm so full of them that I can't even focus on the fact that I feel sad. 
or that I miss my grandpa or right. I have to ignore those feelings because I got to take the kids to baseball and my alcoholic husband might be at the bar. So I got to go find him. And then I got to go text my brother and make sure he's not fighting with his girlfriend. And this isn't my life. I'm just throwing examples out yep, there. Let yep. me just put that out there. Cause people I love will be listening, including my brother and my husband, who's <laughs> not my husband, but I do call him that sometimes. Anyways, it's right. A whole big codependency is being so for me, is being so full of the rest of the world that I don't have to look at myself. And I say that, right, because subconsciously it is intentional. I fill myself up with them so I don't have to truly look into my own heart. Right. And I think that's why people find when they when they get into, you know, into the steps and into further in recovery, they struggle so hard because we get into that point where we have to look at ourselves. And for years, we've never done that. So that's where it becomes difficult. It's like, oh, I'm not going to be looking at X, Y, Z. I have to look at me. Well, that's overwhelming. That's hard. That's difficult. That I think that's where the struggle comes when you get to step four and you really have to look at you or me that's where or the myself. Stall. Yeah, that's where the stall us- usually comes in, right? Yeah. Where people go, wait, I'm not so sure I can keep growing. I need to pause right here. I can't go any further. Or we reach that hump and you're like, oh, I got this now. And I think there's another stall, another hump, step nine. Oh, yes, completely, completely, because now I have, like, okay, I'm working, I'm, you know, and for me, my, you know, the numerous sponsees I've had, um, usually step three, between step three and four, there's this, like, I'm just like, I just want to push you over the... Like, come on, you can do it! (laughs) And most of them get to that point where they just, and I... I'm mean, just being honest, I usually have to kind of have a come to Jesus conversation of, and I remember myself too, and I had some great people, one person in particular who was very much an advocate for my own pushing me. Um, he pushed me to, and helped me give another perspective to, you know, working the steps. And without that, I wouldn't have had, and I think that's what I want to be as a sponsor is to be able to give somebody and, you know, and give back to everybody is, just another way to look at things. And then, like you said, step nine, I mean, oh God, I've just, I've said all this stuff to me, but now I actually have to go out there and- Acknowledge it out loud? I have to fess up? Oh my God. Take responsibility? What? (sighs) So overwhelming. But there's a weight that when you do it, like, and again, you know, I don't feel, you know, we've talked about this and like, I don't feel you have to make, you should, I don't not even have to. I don't feel you should have, you should make amends to everyone. There are certain people that you will not have an opportunity to make amends with. And that is also a process where you have to know and understand that, like my dad, for example, my dad is no longer with me. Like he's no longer in this world. So to make an amends to him will never happen in the space of a face-to-face conversation and it there's a process that has to happen in in your own head in my in my head where I either have to have a conversation out loud with him and let it go or I have to put it on paper but I have to I still have to do the process but it might not be a face-to-face verbal to verbal communication or maybe another thought on it right maybe the amends isn't 
at all about saying it to the other person. Sure, that's best if we can. But really, if an amends is about me and it's for me and the whole point of healing, growth and healthy relationships is to put me first, then the amends, even though it's to someone else, is all about me. Very good point. So maybe if I just change my behavior and I'm able to look at myself and say, do I feel good about this? Yes, I do. Well, then my amends is made. You know, and and now I'm going to bring up something and if you don't want to like right I think if we if neither one of us one of us wants to not talk about something we have the right to say this but I am going to bring up something and if you don't want to you know kind of talk about it I think immediately of you and uh, men the men's with your mother right yeah it's not you had there's not been that actual amends because it might not be the best thing for you right I'm gonna get so with an amends with my mom, the amends, I don't have to apologize to my mother for my behavior as a child, right? Right. Or even my behavior as an adult. She's my mother and I'm her child. I'm her kid. There's not, a, my kids don't have to apologize to me. I don't expect an apology for bad behavior from my children. Um, so where my mom's concerned, an apology to her wouldn't be for her. It would be for me, and that would probably turn out, well, it doesn't matter how it would turn out. I'm not ready to do it, right? So if I think about going to my mom and, and apologizing for anything or even talking about my negative behaviors, I still have this wall where I get angry about her negative behaviors. And if I'm angry about her negative behaviors, I'm not in any place to make an, any amount. Right. But at the same time, my biggest amend would be, right, one of the biggest things between me and my mom is we used to get in these face-to-face -face screaming matches. Same. And as a 19 or 20-year-old, right, I would say things to her that I never meant, and I didn't even remember half the time. I, I would tell her how much I hated her. I would tell her how awful she was. Yeah. Maybe I did mean it at the time, but I didn't remember saying it after, and I wouldn't have said it to her if I wasn't angry. Right? right? That's not who I wanted to be. So my amends to my mom for those things, I don't foresee myself going to her and saying, hey, I'm sorry I ever got that angry. However, I don't get that angry. Right. I don't allow myself, right? I've done enough work on myself that with one exception in the last 25 years, I have not gotten so angry that I was in somebody's face screaming, yelling, stomping my feet, blocking their way. Um, I, I have not, I, I have not allowed myself to get to that point because of the interactions I had with my mom when I got to that point. Yeah, I have personally have only had um, I, you know, I've done the same. Like I've had those screaming matches and the last screaming match that I had was right before, well, I should say this. It was a week after I started code or codependence anonymous. Um, I, it was the guy that brought me here. It was, uh, it was the end of the relationship and you know, it's like uh, the lies and all the stuff pile on and I, lo I literally lost it, but that was my rock bottom. Like that was when my life hit rock bottom. Like I had no choice that I had to start fighting my way back to get who I was because I had lost that. That's when I, the last time I actually lost, lost my shit was in that moment. And I think that's what we mean when we say what brought me here. 
right? That rock bottom. What caused that rock bottom? That's what brought me here, is what brought me to that rock bottom. What brought me to that place where I, I realized I had to do something different for me so I could find peace. Right. That's right. here. Here is that moment where there's peace. That moment where I realized I needed to do something differently to create peace for myself. Yeah, and I, I'm so grateful for those like that for those moments. I'm grateful for that rock bottom. I'm grateful for all of those, you know, everything that's happened in my life up until this point, because without it, I wouldn't be right here today. It's just, yeah. it's, it's such, it, it's, I know that floors people when they, you know, and I remember it did you, you know, I'm like, well, you know, something that's flooring me, right? I'm grateful that Nick, my significant other, my daughter's father, I'm grateful that he's an addict. I'm grateful that he went into rehab because had he not gotten to the point he, he was at, I would have never met you. I would have never met a lot of the people in my life. I would have never found the 12 steps. Exactly. Right. The, you know, it's the guy brought me here, the cheating. I'm, like, I can sit here and say, I'm grateful it happened. I'm great. Like, and people are like, what? You know, but yes, it was a, str there was a lot of heartache and a lot of struggle. And I know in your situation as well, but being in a, in a relationship with an addict, that it was like beyond hard. But it, like you said, without it, like I, I'm so grateful for that rock bottom. I'm so, I mean, like, it's the best thing that has ever happened in my life. And well, I, I mean, go ahead. Even my childhood, right? Yes. Even the physical abuse, the, the mental and emotional, the neglect, the abandonment, all of those things that were absolutely God awful situations made me who I am. They didn't make me. The trauma didn't make me. The trauma gave me the strength to make myself. Yes. Yep. Um, I remember the first time I told, asked you, I, or like, I, or I told you to find the gratitude, find, be grateful, be grateful. You, man, you thought I was crazy. I didn't know how to be grateful. Like, right? how on earth can I be grateful for this man going behind my back and spending all kinds of money on pills? And how could I be grateful that I found an addict? And now I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. it and it takes that weight. It takes the the, the poor me, it takes the, 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 where I beat myself up because I shouldn't have, I should have, I should have, I should have, shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Or I should have done this. I should have, it takes all that away. And then when you do, there's like this peace and this freedom that comes. And then that's when you truly can start that process of being of finding growth finding the healthy relationships and, and find healing because you're i've got That's i it. got the fuck out of my own way i had to create space yes. within me in order to grow i was so full of everyone else that i didn't have a moment to examine myself so as soon as i found 12-step recovery and as soon as I stopped worrying so much about what he was doing or where they were going or what she was saying or what my mother thought or what my uncle wanted, right? As soon as I stopped worrying about everybody else, it created this, it created this emptiness inside of me mm -hmm. where at first I was like, oh my God, do I not feel anything? I'm a robot now. I'm just numb. <laughs> I remember like being scared that I was falling into a deep depression because I didn't feel anything. But what that was, was peace. 
What that was was quiet. That was space to then be able to, after a rest, right, after a period of time where I went, oh my God, this is peace? That's so nice. And a breather from that fight or flight that I had been in forever. Yeah. Then I was able to take that empty space where everybody else had been, and I was able to worry about the things that I felt, the thoughts that I had, the opinions that I, and then once I could worry about myself, I could examine myself. So like two years ago, I would have thought, Nick didn't call me at lunch today. That means he's out using and my life is going to be hell from the rest of the day on. And I would have been miserable all day and I would have got home and I would have been angry at him whether or not he had ever done anything. Right. Now, today, I can go to lunch and say, oh, Nick didn't call me at lunch. Then I can say, well, does that even bother me? If that does bother me, then I can examine why that bothers yes. me. And I can grow myself. Whereas before, I didn't even consider whether or not it bothered me that he didn't call. I just immediately went to worrying about what he was doing and where he was and who he was with. Yep. That's codependency. And growth is having that space to examine whether or not I even care if he called that lunch. I want to have another question for you. This is kind of what where these podcasts are going to go. These just these natural discussions and right these this conversations. <laughs> and I so I I'm very excited for this. But I have a question for you. Out of this podcast, what do you hope people find? What do you want people to find? What do you want people to get out of it? You know that type of a question is what I'm trying to ask. I want people to find a safe, intimate, vulnerable space where they can relate or not relate and grow, right? If you relate and and you feel what I'm saying and you can take in what I have and you can grow from that, that's that's you got everything I hope from this podcast. And if you don't relate to what I'm saying, but you can turn it into something you do relate to, that's awesome too. Um, the reason I asked is because I'm sitting here and this it, the question popped into my head. And well, I shouldn't say the question did. The one word popped in my head as I'm talking. <laughs> um, and it was hope. That's what I want people to get out of this is hope that there is an opportunity to have something new in their lives, um, hope that they can they can be different, hope that they can find and have new and healthy relationships. Um, hope that I can change without losing myself. Yes. That's it. That's, yes, hope. I want people to find hope. I do. And the future is just so open. And the, the, oper- the just is... And it's almost, it makes me just almost speechless in a way because it's like, I know, like, I know what is out there. I know what it can be. I know, like, even though our journey has, you know, we're both numerous years into our journey, I'm hopeful for where I'm still yet to go. I can't wait. Oh my God, I can't wait. Right? Like, I feel like, so I've gotten a taste of what life is like on the other side and I always talk about the layer of the onion, right? No matter how many layers you go, there's another layer, there's another layer. And as much as that kind of sucks that there's always something more, 
the opposite of that is also true that every reward is bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And if the rewards that I've tasted from starting with these little things and then working into these deeper issues, if those rewards from the little things are a taste of what the rewards from working through the big things are, I can't wait. Like, I just can't. I can't wait to get to the point where I've healed the generational trauma between my mother and my grandmother and my great grandma, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So I told you, um, I mentioned earlier that my son is on his path of his or his own journey and um, has recently actually um, went to his first codependent or coda meeting. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, and that alone makes me very emotional because it reminds me that I broke the generational pattern. And that's why I like I didn't ex that's like for him to do that, for him to come to, to one day just say to me, Mom, do you think think um, Coda could help me? It just gave that it just gave me hope that right. It just gave me like all right, right? I did this work and I had to work so hard for it. But what I what I gave my future generations? Absolutely. Look at that healing and he's only 28. Right? Yeah. I can't like if I'd have found this when I was 28, how different life would have been, you know? And you know what's funny? And again, I'm going to this I want him to come on here. I would love for him to come on here and tell this, but like you know, he's in the process right now getting his PhD in mental health. And there's a great that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter, right? I'm going to be a doctor of whatever, mental health, whatever. We all struggle in life. Yep. life no is, matter who we are. Exactly. Life is hard. Yes. And to have a place to go to find hope. Peace, serenity, yeah. vulnerability, intimacy. Yes. All of those things. I hope everybody that comes here finds, like, a, Honestly, I hope that the people who listen to this feel like they are a part of our conversations. Me too. And they can be. You know, they can. Uh, Everyone can do that, right? Come on and, you know, ask us questions. Ask us the topics you want to hear about. And um, I think it's just, I'm very excited about this journey. And Ashley, I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Um, I can't think of anyone better to be on this journey with Don. Same, 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 same. Um, so with that, let's wrap up our first episode. And yay! I know, yay! I feel like <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to do the happy dance. Um, so thank you to the audience and everyone. Um, and we'll be back with you next week. All right. Bye. Everyone okay. have a great week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it. I will find you. You will ask, what will you do when they find me? I will find you. Give the answer to your question. What will I do when I find you? I don't have to think, I don't have to prepare myself When I find you, I don't have to think, I don't have to prepare myself But 
have to think I don't 